This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Here's some additional information on it is another investment option, but why you might want to invest in dividend-paying stocks. So what I mean by that is if you go and buy, say, a Verizon stock or Chevron stock or Best Buy, if you buy that stock like directly, you own, say, one share, uh, these types of companies are typically paying out dividends. And, and you can Google like the top dividend-paying companies, and some of these have years and years and years of history paying dividends. That return, that dividend that you get for owning that one share that is going to be an additional return on your investment above and beyond just the capital gain or above and beyond just the fluctuation of share price that you're getting. So as you're looking at stocks and you're looking at investments, make sure you're calculating that into your overall kind of investment decision where you're hoping, kind of fingers are crossed, so that you have an appreciation in value. Um, and of course, we don't know where that's going. We don't know whether it's going up or down and we're, in a, we're down on average... 15 or 20 percent for the year overall like in the s&p 500 but the dividends these companies will typically continue to pay dividends or these these ones that have historically paid dividends through recessions and such uh you'll still get that dividend on top of what you like you might get in appreciation so you might want to invest in dividend paying stocks if you want to be able to calculate your return or calculate the amount of dividend that you'll get dividend that you'll get so say like a, a company like, oh, let's see, I pulled up a list here of some top high dividend stocks. One of them is like the VF Corporation that owns North Face. Uh, their dividend yield right now is like about 7%. So if you had a, a $100,000 of, of stock, or we'll, we'll go a little less, $1,000 of stock in that company, you might get a $70 dividend for the year. Or you would likely get a seven seven dollar dividend for the year, seventy. Uh, if you had say a hundred thousand dollars in Best Buy, they had a five point four percent dividend yield. So if you had a hundred thousand dollars there, you would get fifty four hundred dollars in dividends. Uh, Verizon historically has been a long long time runner with the top dividend paying stock, one of them, and their dividend yield is about seven percent. So again, if you had a hundred thousand dollars of Verizon stock, you'd get about $7,000 of additional income. This is dividend income that gets added into your account above and beyond what your initial contribution was. So as a quick example, say you had $100,000 in Verizon stock, and let's just say that owns, you're owning, for easy math, 100,000 shares. Um, If the share price goes up by 10%, now you've got $110,000 in that account and then at the end of the year you're also going to get the total accumulation of dividends above and beyond that so you'd have a value of 117,000 so a 17 percent rate of return on that but you do have some risk of course because what if the stock goes down by 10 percent so your value goes down to ninety thousand dollars and then they still pay the dividends that got you seven thousand so it makes up for some of the loss now you're at a value of was like ninety seven thousand dollars but you had lost really $3,000. The dividends might help kind of cover some of the loss, but it's that's the hard part with stocks. Like if, if you're buying an individual stock, 
There is the individual company risk that you're not diversified against. So make sure you're considering that, but just understand the way these dividends work. And dividends, like when you're owning part of these funds, ETFs, mutual funds, et cetera, if, they're, if the stocks that you're holding a part of are paying out dividends, you're typically going to get an allocated share of those dividends as well. And then just the last part I'll share, just make sure you understand the taxation of it. If you're holding these investments in, in post-tax money, like kind of just regular investment account, money accounts, <clears throat> you are going to be adding that to your taxable income in the year that it's paid out. So these, these dividends, they're typically going to be qualified dividends. So the tax rate is a little lower. Like it's not your ordinary rates. It's more like capital gain, long-term capital gain rates. But you've got to pay tax on that in the year that they pay out the dividends. Even if you're reinvesting the dividends right back into the same stock, even if you didn't even you didn't even have access to the money or you didn't even pull the money out and then put it back in, it was just done automatically for you, you're still going to pay tax on that. So it might be a good idea to invest in in these in high income stocks, ones that are kicking out capital gain and dividends to you or dividends to you. I would invest in that in a Roth IRA. Because in the Roth, it can grow tax-free. You could have the income going right back into that Roth. You're not paying tax on that as it's paid. And then years later, when you're pulling that money out in retirement, you don't have to pay tax on that either. So that's that's would be my recommendation. That's what I do. I invest in these stocks specifically in my Roth accounts. So I don't have to pay tax in the year that I'm getting it. Because I, I don't want to pay tax on money that I'm not using. I don't want to pay tax on any of the money if you don't have to. So just make sure you're planning for that because that, that can throw off some tax plans if you're trying to get under a certain income tax bracket and you go, oh, yeah, we forgot about this $20,000 of dividend income that we had with our financial advisor. And that's why we'd want, to, if we're doing tax planning or, or you with your tax planning, make sure you have your CPA and your financial advisor communicating. And you, you've got to initiate that, make sure they're connected and, and share information between the two of them because that can completely change your tax plan and your, your strategy and your calculations. But yeah, just consider that as another one of the investment options and in growing your wealth. But please feel free to reach out if you've got any questions or any other topic requests. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. 